Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. Uh, Katie, Luke. what's your favorite? What's your favorite niche genre of film? Do you, Do you have one? I'm sure you do. Oh, you're, 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 a, you're a niche. You're a niche film person. Uh, you know what my favorite thing is in TV shows and uh, and such. I love dad stuff. Whenever, like, there's a dad who, like, doesn't respect their son, and then by the end of the movie, it's like, I'm proud of you, son. That Golden 90s. Oh, gets me every time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's 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 for sure it. I think about um, as when I worked at the movie theater in, in Chicago. I was at the New 400 for such a long time. That was, like, where the show started. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I had coworkers, and I had... Uh, like people come in all the time and it was interesting to see the different crowds for different movies and everything else uh there is not a crowd of film goer quite like the horror crowd mm. um in my in my opinion and and i mean that for several different reasons uh one um incredibly loyal uh we could have the bullshit blumhouse february release and now we'd have a weekend because the dedicated people are going to come out and see the new horror movie uh, it was just like a staple and even if the movie didn't break the box office a couple weeks after that you knew people were at least checking it out it had it had word of mouth it's like an obligatory thing and i think about that's the way i am with christmas movies where mm. i'm i'm 100% going to come out for it i'm going to go see it i'm going to it's it's more out of obligation and and enjoyment for the thing itself less than uh it's like it's like the way you put salt on potatoes. You don't care about the potatoes. You like the salt and the butter, right? Christmas is the salt and butter. I don't care the way you serve it me the salt and butter. Like so, <laughs> that, I I can't claim. I took that from Kevin. Kevin was like, uh, when Kevin went vegan, he went on this potato diet, and he was like, oh, and he realized he doesn't like potatoes. He just likes butter and salt, and, and potatoes are just a vehicle. And that's kind of put me on an existential path ever since he said it. It was like on a podcast, and I'm like, fuck do I even like potatoes or do I like salt and vinegar dust? Like, I don't know. Um, but anyways, that's how I feel. And I think that, uh, the dedication it's, it's a total handshake. Um, I had a customer come in all the time. This guy was not just a horror dedicate. Uh, I don't know. He wasn't just devotee. There we, there we are. But he, but he would totally, he would see everything. And, and these people that were the specific brand of regular customer would see everything under the sun. They'd see everything at my theater, everything at the Evanston Theater, uh, which is closed during COVID. I think I heard it's coming back in 2024. But the Evanston Theater was a dream. It was a haven for seeing the smaller movies. And so I had this customer come in one time and be like, yeah, I just went and saw Anna and the Apocalypse. I go, what the fuck is that? Like, I was like, I know every new movie. I'm a film buff. I work at a movie theater. I know what movies are coming out a year in advance. Like, what are you talking about, Anna and the Apocalypse? It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a Christmas movie. I go, what are you talking about? A movie with <laughs> po- Apocalypse in the title and it's a Christmas movie? I know every Christmas movie. It's like, yeah, there's zombies in it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I was like, what the fuck? And so that's all to say that this has been a sort of white whale movie for me that I've been meaning to watch since its small theatrical run some fucking five six years ago um and i finally did it just for this show because i love nothing more than digging into the holidays with you fabulous oh i'm so glad i um i have another friend who i watch bad movies with on occasion and uh we this was her pick (laughs) 
Uh, it, okay, where's that podcast? You know what? I don't. I'm not hurt. Go ahead. No, I'm not hurt at all. My buddy Schwartz, who I only see every every so often, and uh, she had heard about this movie from uh, somehow, and we watched it together. And I was fully expecting just um, camp, camp, camp. I didn't. I didn't really go in with very high expectations, and I was very pleasantly surprised at uh, the dedication to not only the uh, horror element, but the musical elements. Yeah, I didn't even mention that part. Oh, it's a musical. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I honestly think that it's so funny I didn't say that because I think the musical element actually ends up being the strongest through line of the whole idea. Like the mm-hmm. whole, like the strong, you know, like they kind of, uh, they, they pull a lot of different straws in this movie genre wise. And that's the one that I'm like, that's the longest straw. And it makes sense based on the origin of the flick. Um I don't know if if this is in your notes or not. I haven't gone through it all the way, but I know that the origin of the flick um, was originally, it was based on a short film that somebody else did. Looks Mm -hmm. like you have more stuff in there, so I'll let you get to it when you get to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll dig in. I like music, okay? And also, that's the two (laughs) other things to say. It's like, um, I'm a I'm a freak for modern musicals. Like this this was a sweet spot of musical. Like the comps people were using for it on the poster was like Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. Uh, the the origin of this movie was based in the whole like oh this is a response to High School Musical, which a lot of people were kind of trying to do. The point I mean fucking Sing Street, another one that slipped through a lot of cracks but had more distribution. That's um, an over an over the pond kind of modern musical. Um, I'm really, really, really impressed with the gumption to go all in and try and do all these things, spin all these plates at once, all in one jam-packed flick that, see, I thought nobody saw, and then you were like, oh, yeah, of course I know that movie, and I was like, well, okay, fucking, thanks, Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it just, like, by, by happenstance, uh she had heard of it and we brought it up and we had an absolute blast and um so we've mentioned this before but i am very uh particular when it comes to christmas and um there are some ways in which this really scratched the scratches the christmas itch for me but i haven't really put it into my rotation every year quite yet and um I was kind of surprised, like, when I was rewatching it, I was like, why why didn't I do that? Like, why isn't this in, in my, my good old rotation? And then we get to the ending, and I'm like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> uh, um, that's where the movie becomes a, more of a zombie movie than it does a Christmas movie. It, uh, I, it's for me. Because no, so. that's when it um, decides, like, it's more on the, in terms of the sliding scale of optimism or cynicism, it picks the zombie cynical side, which is exactly what the short film did. So it, it makes sense. But I think that that's why, uh, as much as I enjoy this movie, I just don't watch it every year. I was sitting there at the beginning of the movie being like, whoa, this will probably go in my yearly rotation. This is fun because we don't always uh, have differing opinions. Um, but I'd say the thing, the thing that mattered least in the entire movie was the Christmas Christmas aspect. Mm, um, mm-hmm. It feels so last second and shoehorned, and I don't, I don't want to say that. I take no pleasure in, in, in that realization, but it is quite literally a background like setting. It's just an option. It's just something to do. And you can do that. There's a lot of really good movies that 
um, are now claimed as Christmas movies. We talked about it in another episode, I think, where it's like, oh, that's set at Christmas time. And so that's an interesting character to play, but it's not the focus. You can't put candy, bloody candy canes on the poster and do all this buildup at the beginning. The songs aren't particularly holly jolly. Mm-hmm. Um, the the basis of it being like Christmas is just like every now and then, like you get the kind of like reminder that tomorrow's Christmas. But aside from like the decor of the neighborhood and stuff like that, I was like, I'll totally watch the movie again, and I dig it, and like I will, I will be peeping it, and I'm happy to have it in my. Um, my digital Apple library. I'm happy to have it as a feather in my cap, but I don't, I don't even know if I can call it a, a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. It's not like me saying Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. This movie is a Christmas movie, but I'd say it out of that mug of eggnog, it is about 10% full Christmas wise. Mm-hmm. And then like the other, the other bunch of it is pretty solid zombie stuff. Maybe not fully committing there. Um, and then, you know, awesome music, in my opinion. I thought the songs were real fucking earwigs. I texted you last night. I was drinking Modelo's by myself. Just fucking, <laughs> just fucking jamming. Just fucking, when it comes to killing zombies on the top of my glass. Just fucking, like, jamming out. I'm like, my cats didn't particularly enjoy it. But it, sometimes when you live the bachelor life, and that, and by that I mean my, my wife was away for two days. <laughs> um, things get out of hand. Things get a little rowdy, you know. Your living room is suddenly filled with uh scottish kids singing show tunes mm-hmm. I, I don't know how, how do you feel about that katie do you think that like it's christmasy uh, i mean i can't say at all but like it's not particularly christmasy that is my biggest wa- takeaway and in a world where i'm a junkie for that genre as i've stated many times over the years and in this episode um i'm 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 that's it leaves a lot to be desired I walk away being like, at least if it's a watchable movie and there's there's moving parts and it it's not dependent on being Christmas based. There's a lot of movies that are like, we have to make a Christmas movie and they just slap Play-Doh to fucking together and um, you get a lot of flicks uh, that come around around this time of year on various different networks. This is not that. This is like, we have a movie. Why pivot to Christmas? I don't get it. I really don't. It. It, it also is interesting because the short film is very much, like again, it's called Zombie Musical. So that's where it was first just zombie musical and the christmas element was clearly something that was added in development and i i agree with you a lot of the christmas elements are more uh, aesthetic than they are inherent to the story of the movie um it, it it is mostly background set dressing there is a song in the movie um that one of the characters sings uh lisa uh, about Santa Claus, which is definitely supposed True. to be a, a riff on uh, Santa Baby. Um, That's you're right. That was a, that was fucking hysterical. God damn mm-hmm. it! You're right. There's one <laughs> awesome Christmas song that is a hysterically funny scene. Oh my god! It's so see, but it, it's front loaded, Katie. They mm-hmm. fucking they, they fed me a nip. They let me lick the candy cane, not chomp it. Mm-hmm. I want to chomp it. I want to chew it up. I want to fucking crunch on that thing. Yeah, it's funny because you and I are both Christmas people rather than zombie people. Um, right. <laughs> so we we both kind of have this experience of being like a little bit arm's length. and um, But I, I don't know how they would have made it more Christmassy. I do think that there was a song cut um, called What a Time to Be Alive. Uh, unless mm. I... 
Yeah, yeah, I believe that was cut because I heard a version of it. I was watching the behind the scenes in preparation to to speak with you, and that one sounded more in the Christmas spirit. And I imagine they probably cut that for for time, or instead of having that as like the the final big song, they went with the reprise of "No Such Thing as a Hollywood Ending" or "Hollywood Ending." Catchy um, ass song. Very. But, yeah. It, catchy as hell, but and also it's like. But then, it, but I'm like, I, I was like, I think we could have, I don't know. I just would almost ax the Christmas, but I understand in a, I mean, like in a, just a microcosm of the thought process is the fact that I'm watching this movie because it's, it's supposedly set at Christmas. See what I'm saying? So like they mm-hmm. got my money and click because of that. I'll be it many years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted yet. I understand from that respect. Um, there's also like a zombie snowman and a zombie Santa Claus, a cool jump scare at the end, um, with a zombie Santa Claus. Katie, now, now it seems like a good idea where you take us through the plot. How do you feel okay. about that? I feel I great about that. It, and then, so like spoilers to everybody, obviously we've spoiled a lot of it already, but spoilers as fuck. Cause we're going to really chop it up. And I also want to say before we get too deep into it, that like I was Googling around about this movie too, to learn some stuff. And this is, this is playing in LA on Friday. I saw yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so interesting, I thought. And I'm like, man, if we could have just could have just held our water, we could have went and saw it in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the notion that I'm not willing to rush out and see it a few days later, like if this movie really had me by the balls, I probably would go. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, that said, this movie does have a 77 on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm, I'm, we're talking about it because I feel like nobody's ever heard of it. The place is playing locally before I let you go. It's Landmark's Newark Theater, uh, 11272 Santa Monica Boulevard in Los Angeles. If you're West Coast like me and Katie and you listen to this episode and you're intrigued, don't spend money on the digital copy. I mean, you can if you want, but it'd be pretty cool to go give money to a movie theater and help keep the dream alive. It, it definitely gives me the impression that this film must have a cult following. It, it does seem tailor-made for a cult following. Without a doubt. And I, hey, I want to be part of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, li- I like enjoying things. I'm the, I'm the, I, that's all I want is to like it. And I do like it. And I'm, I think, but I just think I would be, I'd be fucking cult leader if I, if it were, uh, you know, a little more Santa Clausy. Or Jesus, the reason for the season. That's a yeah. joke. I mean, he, I guess he is, but I, I don't really care if they do Jesus in the movie. <laughs> Keep the Christ in Christmas zombie film. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, I wrote up a little summary ahead of time and it's, it's a little truncated, but I think it hits the, the main beats. You're so a good writer. thank you. Uh, set in Little Haven, Scotland, this musical follows Anna, a high school senior who plans on escaping to Australia after graduation rather than going to college, much to her working class father's chagrin. Following a Christmas show, a zombie apocalypse breaks out. Anna and her friends must band together to fight the horde and save their loved ones, many of whom, including Anna's dad, have been taken hostage by the school's tyrannical principal, Mr. Savage. Eventually, Anna defeats Mr. Savage, but her father, as well as most of her friends, are dead. She ends up driving off with the remaining survivors to find a safe place. And that's where we get our reprise of the song, uh, Hollywood Ending. So So Anna does survive. She is a final girl in this movie. Um, but a lot of characters that I really like, and uh, I was surprised again years later that they that they died. Uh, I always liked John. 
her Fucking best crazy. friend that's in love with her. Uh, I like Lisa and Chris, the uh, the nerdy couple that's very sexually active uh, and sweet. Well. Mm-hmm. They they die. Um, and it, it's 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 always like oh no, but I think that that's part of the zombie genre. Like that's a staple it, of it because Shaun of the Dead is like that too, and I know that's like really beloved. It is. That is kind of a thing. I'll tell you this. Criterion is, uh, released a 4K remaster of Night of the Living Dead, and I bought mm-hmm. it in October and watched it, um, which is the godfather of of uh, zombie movies, the granddaddy of the zombies genre, and everybody is taking their cues from that flick. And then maybe even more so Dawn of the Dead, the follow-up, which is Shaun of the Dead is, of course, a awesome rip-off. Um, but yeah, George Romero. And I think that this movie definitely has some key homages. Like, when you see when you see them, like, um, ripping up and, like, eating those, like, fucking meaty tubes, those fucking entrails and stuff, that is straight from <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's a lot of stuff, like... I think is really interesting that like filmmakers are still homaging um, classic movies and you could call it cliche if you want, but I think if you're going to do this genre, you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I appreciate that a lot. Nick, even when he, uh, he does the song, I think that that's your and I's favorite song is uh, the, Absolutely. the soldier song that Nick has. And that he, guy's um, a fucking riot. Oh, it's so much fun. And Katie, they fully fucked. <laughs> yeah, I know they did. <laughs> We didn't find out for a long time, but they had sex. Yeah. Him and Anna. It's a spicy they, they movie. Throw um, that in the third act. <laughs> uh, even, it went, went, before he begins that song, he says groovy, which I imagine must be an homage to uh, uh, Ash from, um, uh, oh my goodness, I can't Sam think Raimi's about Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Evil Dead, yeah. yes. All right. Yeah, man, rock on. I, I think you're right. I think... Uh, I think that it, it does its homework in that respect. I think the zombie aspect pretty strong. I think uh, I think music aspect strongest. But here's the thing, and your notes compared to mine are so funny. I almost sent you a screenshot. It's like my notes are not Christmassy enough. <laughs> wow, wow, they iced a lot of people. Um, and then I forgot the other two. I don't have it pulled up. But we we're in agreement on a lot of things. They definitely iced too many people. And I think the unspoken rule is when your friend gets bitten, you got to fucking kill them. So, mm. and it's going that way for a while. They're like, oh my God, somebody got bitten. Let's kill him. And then her boy, John, who's in love with her, mm-hmm. who I thought was her sibling for like the first 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> um, I'm like, okay. Uh, it gets, gets bitten. They just, they just let him fucking get zombified. You got to smash his fucking head like a pumpkin and do him a favor. Oh, I thought he uh, got ripped apart. Like, no, because he's, he... he's alive at the ending. Oh, you're right. You're right. He's yeah, alive as a zombie. They all are. All of their friends who get bitten as zombies, they let live and turn into zombies. Even though when they get back to the school and they get like, you know, people's loved ones are there. Uh, the one the one person's like grandmother's there mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're like, and she dies just because she's old. She doesn't die because she's uh, bitten by a zombie or become a zombie. And they're like super relieved. Like, oh, at least she didn't become one of them. And then they become zombies and they're like, oh, yeah, well. Best of luck, zombie friends. I'm like, fuck that. You have to kill your zombie friends. It is the rule. I don't care how hard it is on you, Anna, or I'll, or I, any of you fucks. 
army boy killed his own goddamn dad. Well, okay, uh, so th- that's really interesting because they have that exchange. So Anna's father, who she's trying to save throughout the movie, gets bitten uh, after he manages to throw the antagonist, Mr. Savage, into a horde of zombies. He does get ripped apart. And um, Anna and Nick and her father all kind of have this conversation. And I think that I was under the impression that they were having a bit of a conversation of whether... Anna should kill her father um, to prevent him from becoming a zombie. And I think Nick actually is the one that tells her not to do it. Because um, I think that that point is was traumatic for him. Or at least that's how I read that scene. Did, I might be did, misremembering. Did you... mm. um, because that's not the way I read it at all. Because I think it's a callback to when they bring up... So they bring up... When they first run into him, it's like, oh, this fucking asshole. And it's like, can't your army daddy do something about it? And he doesn't reveal a way that he's dead. He just gets really salty about her making that comment. Mm-hmm. And then later on, it's this big reveal that he killed his dad. And I feel like he was conflicted about it, but only because his dad was, like, calling him a pansy about it. He's like, call me and don't be a pussy, basically, which is, like, yeah. you know, troubling in its own respect. And so I feel like he was conflicted about that part. But, again, drinking Modelo's by myself here, so maybe I blurred that line. <laughs> But even still, the uh, even before the dad thing, though, you you know, like key friends get bitten and they just leave him in the horde. Mm. You gotta kill him. It's fucked up. I would never do that, Katie. If you got bitten, oh my god, dead. Cool. I, 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 I'm, I'm glad I can trust zombified. you to oh, to my keep god. me from eating people. Cinematically dead. No, I'm just <laughs> like I'm, it's not gonna be easy. I'm just joking around. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. If you got bitten by a zombie, all all bets are off. I'm not gonna say it too much publicly here, but mm-hmm. um, it's so awesome that I've totally. I'm so happy you brought up that Santa baby song because I every I um I love the the I think it's one o two three or one o three two something like that one o three five. It's the Christmas radio station in L. A. Me and Taylor always listen to it anytime I'm in that car, dude. I'm a fucking junkie for it. And when Santa baby baby comes on, I'm like. This is a horny fucking song. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, everybody, Santa's bricked up listening to Santa Baby. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And then it's like, and then it's like, it's that thing of like, am I supposed to know the as the listener that you're talking about your husband who's dressed as Santa? Or are you trying to fuck Santa Claus? Eric and I am were I- just having this discussion the other day. Uh, okay. Because I am unsure. I was under the impression that Eartha Kid is literally Santa's mistress, and Erica was under the assumption that Eartha Kid is singing to uh, her husband dressed as Santa Claus or her boyfriend it's, dressed as Santa Claus. Do we only even have that double entendre in our head because of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, where it's the reverse, where the listener as a kid, you're like, this fucking. She's cheating on her husband with Santa Claus. And then as a grown-up, or not even a grown-up, but, like, a cognizant, like, 11-year-old, you're like, mm-hmm. it's an adorable song. A kid is a kid's traumatized by the adultery, but it's not adultery. So mm-hmm. even though he's traumatized, it's funny. Um, <laughs> right? You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I know it, what you're like, saying. But do we even do we even have that, earth, the, our thread, that thread in our mind in the Eartha Kit song because of? Regardless... The Jackson 5 version of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Classic. Absolute classic. But I'm happy they did a Santa Baby rendition where they're like, no, it is, they're full. This is a sex song. And yeah. theirs was like really funny, man. 
Um, that even if this doesn't go in your rotation film wise, I think that song should go in uh, a Christmas playlist. Like if you have a Christmas party at your crib, that's got to be on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good. It it definitely made says. me snort. That's that's the highest bar. If Katie snorts, <laughs> I, I live for that. <laughs> that's like you don't you don't know the dopamine rush of making Katie snort. Like, <laughs> I am, um, in, in also talking about the, the Christmasiness of it, uh, I do think that they were trying to pepper that a little bit more in with the character names. Uh, like, Anna's last name is Shepard, Steph's last name is North, Lisa's last name is Snow, and then, of course, we just have Nick for St. Nick. That. Wow. Okay. Well, good job there. They're like, but, what can we do? <laughs> yeah, but that also, I agree, is a bit more aesthetic than it is necessarily, like, dealing with christmas itself i um, think it should have been full-on christmasy mm-hmm. all the songs are christmasy uh, or christmas based or a spin on a christmas song it's because like otherwise you're right it's like it takes place at the christmas show and so there's all these christmas props and it happens to be like this is like christmas ugh, i don't know but also i know that this is like kind of scottish flick trying to parody our flick kind of trying to be an american flick but i don't know how scotland celebrates christmas is mm. it as big of a deal is it the same as it is for us like obviously they celebrate it but i don't know if it says like like i could see the idea of spending christmas eve like hiding out from zombies which does happen in this movie mm-hmm. like i could spend a lot of time with that christmas eve is the most magical fucking night of the year and according to lore mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like fucking have, make it be zombie Santa for real. Let's fucking go crazy. It's a fantasy. Like, I don't know. Maybe, but I, I, I think that's that's what would take it over the edge for me. I don't know. See, I don't like zombie Santa Claus. Like, there's a, a Futurama. Do it. Uh, like, recurring character, Robo Santa, which is like, they made a <laughs> robot Santa Claus and they made him evil. And I don't, I don't jive with that at all. I don't like it when Santa is evil. I think Santa should always be purely in the service of children and okay so santa's not evil and santa helps save the day he's the deus ex machina of the of the movie the fucking the 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 national guard cannot save you from the outbreak but santa can you know exactly all right there we go that's that's more my speed if if santa is more heroic than antagonistic I only want him to be a hero okay it's like that i've i've watched the night before a ton this year i'm trying to be like very much like here's what works about it here's the heart it, it's there i see the beating heart the kanye song's bad that's never gonna age the miley mm-hmm. cyrus joke is old at the time but everything else and uh why did i get to that oh because he fucking sees those guys dressed up at a like a santa pub crawl and he's like you're disrespecting the sanctity of christmas like you put on that suit you have a certain you have a certain responsibility to uphold the values of santa claus like and uh i agree i feel like that's your reasoning and i agree with it i see it i love it <laughs> thank you Look, we're getting real close to the fucking to the, this is this is what December eleventh. Like, oh, oh my yeah. god, man, we're getting there. If you're, oh, that's the other thing. They're hooking me at the beginning, making me think it's gonna be Christmas year than it is. She fucking like goes back into her room to grab a fucking advent calendar mm-hmm. candy before going back out. I'm like, yeah, this movie rocks, best movie I've ever seen. Christmas time, Yuletide, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just fades away. Yeah, it it definitely the the zombie element is and the musical element are the the more passionate points of it. And the Christmas is fun, but it, this is uh again, as we've been stating, more of a musical and a zombie movie than it is a Christmas movie, which is all right. I I actually think I might like this movie more than you, 
which is kind of fun. <laughs> Shocking, yeah. jaw dropping, gobsmacking. I, and mm-hmm. that's what's, and I don't want this. I don't want to be sitting on this side of the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was so happy to pay the seven ninety nine. Uh, and I will go back to it. Taylor's going to watch it, too, because I, I, I told her it was good. Um, but I just think that, uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I think also I built it up for myself for years. And mm-hmm. the Christmas aspect was a, a very key factor. So that's that's part of my own undoing because I am, I have trained myself very, very vigorously <laughs> to be a no expectation kind of cat on films because I enjoy them more because of that. And I, mm-hmm. I think I, sometimes you just chalk yourself up for a win too early. Uh, count the chickens as they say. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, again, I don't want that. I, I want to ask you, yeah. um, does this movie play better uh, post 2020 in terms of like, the the pandemic like the the word pandemic was mm-hmm. an interesting science term uh in in 2017 or whatever like them having a pandemic is like okay that's a pretty key zombie movie aspect like on the radio and whatnot very night of the living dead very all of it um but the way that we think about that word and how it's very part of our vocabulary vocabulary following uh 2020 and we're still in the midst of several covid strains and all that other stuff um, and we did see how countries reacted uh, and how people treated one another and how things went. And I thought that, and maybe it's just every zombie movie is going to look different in that vein now, just based on what we've lived through and what a lot of people did not live through. Um, but I thought that they did a solid job of handling like how shitty a lot of people seemed uh, and how it was in dire times. um you know, some people banded together, but a lot of people are that principle. Yeah, I, I think like, that, like, like even at the the beginning of the movie, I do think that we, because now we know that, like, lots of people are perfectly fine letting pandemics just happen. And there's a scene very on early on in the movie where um, Anna's dad is driving her and John to school, and they are talking about the the pandemic which we know as viewers is going to be the zombie apocalypse. And instead of listening to that news bulletin, Anna leans over and she changes the channel to more Christmas music. And I think that that is painfully realistic. Like, Anna's not necessarily a bad person, but it's just a matter of being willfully oblivious or having something potentially dangerous like that not even enter your mind because you're just wanting to focus on something completely different. So... That little bit really works for me now because I, I can understand somebody just wanting to be like, okay, I don't want to actually like hear about this pandemic. I want to listen to some Christmas music. Yep. I mean, yep. I, I, that's, that, that's, that's something that I couldn't kind of shake. And then I was like, well, wow. I wonder if that's a lens that we'll never be able to get rid of. At least our specific generation it's a big deal man it's like it's a bench it's a a benchmark in american history (laughs) and we're in it still um and it was not a thing and i mean not even american history world history like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like this movie's in scotland i'm pretty sure they had covid in scotland um it's sarcastic i know they did (laughs) i want to talk about the songs really quick so You and I both really like the songs. They're very clearly mm-hmm. like high school musical inspired and that's our jam. So the a lot of them are very poppy and then when you get to 
uh, Nick's song. It's more of like a rock edge to it, which is really fun and fitting for his character. He's giving it, man. It's great. Just, he's just giving it. He's just working so hard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this douche, I'd kiss him. <laughs> However, there is something that struck me when I was uh, watching it the first time uh, for this review, uh, which was there's two songs at the beginning that functionally are the same which is Breaking Away and Hollywood Ending, which are kind of I want songs and things are bad, but, I, you know, kind of expressing this teenage angst where the characters are. I'm glad they're both in there, but it is interesting from, like, a musical structure standpoint to have them both back-to-back. Um, uh, it's just something I wanted to put out there. Uh, I am, again, glad that they're in there. I just think it's interesting that... I think because maybe the first song is more Anna's about how she wants to leave Scotland for Australia. And the second <laughs> the one... Least, the least relatable aspect of a film to me. I'm like, <laughs> I don't get it. I, I don't know what it... I guess. I mm-hmm. guess one sounds lovelier than mm-hmm. the other. Go ahead. Sorry. And I think that Hollywood ending is where we introduce that John is in love with Anna. And that... Even though they're both ensemble pieces, uh, Breaking Away definitely feels more like Anna's song, and Hollywood Ending, to me at least, feels more like John's song. It's so fucked up that they orphan Anna, bro. I'm just, mm-hmm. I just remembered. I'm like, oh, that's right. Because I'm sitting there being like, why do I think they were siblings? And that's what made me think. And then, because I'm like, I, if they reveal that in that song, and I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, they're doing the Snow Angels, and then she talks about her dead mom, and I'm like, okay, okay, I think they're supposed to be in love here. Probably not siblings. I, I think that myself. I think that the confusion is that uh, Anna's father is driving them to school exactly in the opening scene. Like, he does he does call her, him Mr. Shepherd in that scene, but Whatever. it is I was drinking Modellos by myself. <laughs> Very that fair. Fucking janitor. Very fair. Dude, it's so is there anything more dude I, my soul was crushed when that principal called him a fucking janitor. Screamed right and just screamed right in his face, Katie. I know, I know. He, what a good uncool. villain. Mm-hmm. Villain with scary teeth. I he, was like, he was very campy and fun. Out. Yeah, I liked it. He hated children, um, hated his life, hated his job. All that stuff's good. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with you about having song like it, it's you know you know La La Land does that too. Like La La Land starts twice, mm-hmm. um, and I it's like because we have to introduce the movie and then we have to introduce this as well. And I think that this doesn't execute it quite as well, but I, I have to imagine that's the thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, what better way in our musical than to introduce it this way? Obviously it went over my head, but I'm not always the smartest viewer. I'll admit that. I, I, I know what I am. I'm so dumb. I'm, I like, I, I watched the Godfather for the first time. I know I have a bad movie podcast. And so I spend so much time watching bad movies that I don't always watch classic film. Mm-hmm. I watched The Godfather by myself the other night, and I'm like, oh, my God. Wait, obviously you've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. So has the rest of the world. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe they killed Don Vito Corleone. And it's like I, I, I'm the only person alive that doesn't realize that he's still alive in this movie. Like, you know what I mean? It's a weird place to be. I'm no sleuth. Taylor can tell you the end of the movie right away. I'm just sitting there living on it, just basking in, the, in, the, in what's happening in front of me. <laughs> God's perfect viewer, if not a little <laughs> dumb. 
Do you have more to say about the songs that I get? Did I cut you off? I've been off on tangents. Oh no 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 no! I uh, that is about it in terms of the songs for me. Just um, just that bit. I love all of them. I I was running to to Nick's song earlier today, and uh, I've seen the the cast and crew sing uh, Hollywood Ending at the I I believe it was the Austin Film Festival. Uh, do a performance. That's cool of that. as hell. Yeah. You're so cool. You're so much cooler than me. <laughs> No, 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 not That's like thing. it was online. Oh, I wasn't okay. I there. Something person. Just no, 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 no. Fucking. I was just I doing some is... research. Well, you did well. Thank better you. Better than my Google. Better than my cursory googling. Um, I think that what made me enjoy uh, Nick's song the most, and what what got my equivalent of the Grote Singer snort. Uh, was me laughing by myself is because when he, te- when he, there's like this moment where I think Nick's going to die. Cause he has like, uh, he distracts the zombies away from Anna so he can like fight him and she's leaving the room while he's like taking out all the zombies and he does a reprisal. Like yeah. he like, he sings like the main, like the main, like fucking chorus bit again. Mm-hmm. And I died, dude. <laughs> I died because that guy is like the person whose regular persona is so far away from the hand up, mu- hammed up musical persona of that character compared to everybody else. Like everybody else, mm-hmm. are like, oh, I see it. They're, they're just uh, their character singing. No, dude, this guy is like Travolta and Grease on coke when he's doing his performance. <laughs> like, which actually might have just been Travolta and Grease if I think about it. But I, I'm telling you, dude, it was it's mm-hmm. it's a it's it's a magic trick. I saw that Anna is on, uh, the 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 actress that plays Anna. Um, I saw is on Dickinson. Yes, um, which I thought was which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was because I was like, God damn, did these people go out and do anything else? Like they should. Um, and that was, again, I didn't Google as hard as you, but that was one of the ones I saw. Yeah, yeah, I'm really glad that uh, she's continuing to get work, and I, I I believe she's the love interest in that series, which I think is you're right. pretty dope. Haley Steinfeld, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty awesome, man. That's a that's a good thing. It, I for your career to be on at like that's a good move, man. For your careers on Apple TV right now because they are putting out some fucking fire, and they're also acquiring fire. Like they also went out and got Coda last year as uh, along with the cool shit that they're developing in house. I really really love the work they're doing. I I don't know if the the actress that plays Steph has has done much else, but I do know that she also did the choreography for this movie. Which oh, sh- I'm very impressed by. You know what's funny is I googled her first because I actually liked her the best in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, I was like, what's your story? What's going on here? Uh, I didn't realize that. That's so interesting. And I and I was hoping that maybe the director went on to do some stuff. There's like some sad shit in the in like the origin of this flick. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. If, you want to get into it? I would love to because I think that's like now that we've kind of explained the movie away, like. People should 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 eat the fruit that you fucking plucked from the tree of knowledge last night while I was getting <laughs> drunk. <laughs> okay, so uh, as we've mentioned, this film was based off of a short film called uh, Zombie Musical, and that was the brainchild of Ryan McHenry. You may know I didn't actually. Erica had to tell me that Ryan McHenry is known for these series of vines. <laughs> called Ryan Gosling won't eat his cereal where are you fucking kidding me no <laughs> those vines were hysterical wow what an epic meme like go ahead and explain 
Oh, can you? Do you want to go ahead and explain oh, the, the vines? Absolutely. There's like the. Oh my god, dude! These vines were so funny. They would like it would be like Gosling and like Lars and the Real Girl and like stuff like that when like fucking on on a television, and then this dude would be like slowly like pseudo airplaning a fucking spoonful of cereal like up to Gosling's mouth like and he would like the one in Lars and the real girl he like covers his mouth with a sweater and like turns away or like something (laughs) and then like yeah I don't know like there's all these different like versions that's the one I remembered best it was fucking hilarious I'd what are the odds did what did he just like so he did that and then did the short film uh yeah like uh they were happening pretty like um with, after the short film came out, he was also doing The Vines, and that's when everybody was like, well, this guy's getting a lot of attention. This is the time to make a play for a feature film, and they did. And um, it was in development for, for quite a long time, during which uh, McHenry, unfortunately, was diagnosed with cancer. That's and fuck that, man. Yeah. He, um, he felt very, very passionate about the project, and he was always very clear that the project should continue if if he was not able to continue with it and he uh and he co-wrote this screenplay with alan mcdonald um and he unfortunately passed away over the course of the development of this project and alan mcdonald describes in the behind the scenes features of pretty much picking up where ryan left off and it being so strange to have to rewrite these characters and scenarios without his friend and partner um, but in the end they wanted to make sure that McHenry McHenry's vision made it that they they made this movie and uh, they did and um, it <laughs> I I think that they uh, made something very creative and unique and and special and um, also in relation to uh, Ryan Gosling, he is aware of the vines, which are still, which have been moved to YouTube uh, in a compilation format. Ryan Gosling, after McHenry passed away, uh, it, there's a video that he made in response of him sitting down to eat a bowl of cereal in uh, McHenry's honor. So um, it, it's it's unfortunate that we did we don't get to see more of Ryan McHenry's work, but even in the short short too short span of his career he had this very strong voice and was able to accomplish quite a bit and even left behind a legacy so i you know what yeah Katie, this mm-hmm. is going this is going this is going in the yearly rotation just for that like <laughs> this needs to no but for real though like i'm mm-hmm. being silly but i'm being honest like as a filmmaker you're a fucking you're a filmmaker mm-hmm. um that strikes a fucking such a fucking chord and it makes me want to make sure that like you know i study i study movies until i like them and this is a movie i liked off the bat anyways like i i think that if i dug into it more i think i'd find it more i think the only thing that made it put like you know put off to me is because i thought it'd be a little more christmasy as i've said repeatedly but i hope this stays cult status or becomes cult status or maintains it if it's starting to get that way all because of like if this is the crowning jewel um of a of a man uh, uh whose career was cut too short uh due to unfortunate circumstances then it should it should stay in the it should stay in the fucking minds and hearts of people as long as it can i'm glad that it has a screening in la and i'm glad we're talking about it here and and hopefully getting more eyeballs on it too um all for and, that 
And also, if if any of our listeners uh, do enjoy Annie and the Apocalypse, the behind-the-scenes features are on YouTube, and they're incredibly charming. It, it really seems like the type of project where everybody was, like, really firing on all cylinders oh, yeah. and having, like, a really good time, and it, it's, it's nice to see. Like, like it's, it's this little indie film that could, mm-hmm. and um, it, it warms my, my heart to watch those behind-the-scenes. It feels it feels like it. And you know what? Like I I was seeing that like the only way to watch this really was to like there wasn't a lot of avenues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, oh, I can get the DVD, and this might be one where it's worth copping the physical, just because if those if those features are on it too, um, yeah, it, it wouldn't be wouldn't be bad to have on the shelf. Yeah, That's I'm a collector I'm, mentality. I'm supremely glad that we. Uh, return to this and that you suggested it i i forgot how much i really like this movie so uh and i'm, I'm so glad that i got to to speak with you about it so thank you Me so much too. for picking this one. Oh, dude no problem what i mean like i'm i'm happy that it was like it crossed over with something you gave a shit about because it's just something i've been i don't i don't ever like forget an idea on something i plan to do like it, like I, I swear to god like even if it gestates for years like because this I, when i had to look at the year this came out i was like fuck i thought i was thinking about this like yesterday like you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it never leaves my brain so i've been meaning to, to to watch it and talk about it with you for a long time and i'm so happy that we finally got around to it um hopefully hopefully um it, it stays like like i said i hopefully it stays like uh in the conversation and I hope people talk about it. And I think, I think maybe the thinking behind doing all of these niche genres or culty genres is that you get a bite at a lot of different apples in terms of replayability. And this movie kind of has that. It doesn't root itself too firmly aside from some celebrity mentionings and aside from like, you know, some technology at the time. But, um, I always cringe when a movie dates itself like very blatantly all the time. And this movie doesn't super do that. I, I do think, think that, that could... they had to do a shout out to Ryan Gosling simply because of the, the for meme. sure. <laughs> Justin Bieber was a zombie, which I thought mm-hmm. was funny. Like, you know, like I'm saying like, those are, it's funny, but sometimes I, at some, well, I don't know. A lot of those are pretty legendary names. They, they did a good job picking good ones, but um, I, I think that I remember when we talked about, what was the pizza pl- slice? Yes. And I was like, this deserves to be culty. Keep this in the spins. Uh, people should keep spinning in on the apocalypse. I'm all turned around. I'm so sad. That, like, I remember re- I was reading while I was watching it that this dude that like, it's his brainchild passed away around McHenry. And I was like, fuck that. It's so sad. Um, and, 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 and it's not a pity watch. I'm saying it deserves as many eyeballs as possible because it was the last kind of like, posthumous thing that this uh budding filmmaker got to do and everybody should see it for that alone is there anything else you would like to touch on in regards to to the movie um yeah i mean no actually no i i really i really fired off about my my biggest things like you got to kill somebody if your friend's bitten you got to kill him like, you, <laughs> like i i just feel very strongly about that mm-hmm. um i recommend i strongly recommend if you're an outsider like me and katie have been to like the horror like a lot of horror stuff uh i've been trying to be more expansive in terms of like well this is an important movie i gotta watch it i, I wouldn't wa- I, it's not the first time i watched a shining but i only recently got into that 
um, over the last few years, just being like, hey, man, you got to suck it up and watch important movies. Um, <clears throat> I just watched it again at the New Beverly, and it was so awesome to see on 35. Um, and I felt that way about Night of the Living Dead. I'm like, I'm creeped out. I'm fucking creeped out right now. But it's important for me to be creeped out because this movie is important <laughs> to film. And uh, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast at all, you probably agree um, that you want to watch fucking important movies. You probably agree that the art of cinema is pretty goddamn cool. Um, and I'm kind of just a history junkie in anything I get interested in. I'm a, a history junkie with the NFL. I'm, I like digging into um, important flicks. I like the history of comics. So I, I recommend people watch Night of the Living Dead. And I recommend people do Dawn of the Dead or Shaun of the Dead and do some uh, do some um, due diligence if you like that aspect of this movie at all. If you came for just the Christmas, I'm sorry. I got something to tell you. Um, but everything else, yeah. What about you? Do you have some comps? I do. Um, the The first one that I that that when I was rewatching this, it made me think of Little Monsters from twenty nineteen. Um, the the it's I an Australian Little Monsters from twenty nineteen. Oh. I remember Little Monsters from when we were kids with fucking Fred Savage. No, no, no. This is different from America's the Fred Savage Sweetheart. one. Um, but this is an Australian zombie comedy movie that follows a washed up musician, a kindergarten teacher. And a deranged, blippy-like children's personality as they have to protect a group of kids from a zombie horde during a nah, field trip. Nah, nah, they nah, have to... Nah, nah. <laughs> they pretend like it's a game um, to, to keep the, the children's innocence and to, to keep them calm, which is very sweet. And the kindergarten teacher is played by Lupito Nyong'o, and the deranged children's host is played by Josh Gad, who does a... Tr- they both do tremendous work in that movie. Uh, Man, these are big names oh yeah it's it's so funny um and it has one of my favorite jokes in any movie i've ever seen it just gets me every time and uh that one also has a a little bit more of a hopeful ending than anna um the Mm -hmm, other comp i have i actually saw last night uh which is violent night which i creeped your venmo Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I guessed what you did last night just based on two <laughs> emojis sent, sent to Erica. Yeah. I was like, it's so funny. I was like, Jake, send me $15 for Papa John's. I said, I said three times. Snap into it. <laughs> and then fucking when I looked on there to get my money, I was like, ooh, Santa emoji ticket emoji? Is that what it was? Or was it like knife Santa? Something like it was, that. It was Santa axe ticket nice. emoji. There it was. There mm-hmm. Three emojis. I win. All right, go ahead. Uh, if you, if you haven't seen the, the trailers, uh, Violet Knight is Die Hard, but Santa is John McClane, and Santa is played by David Harbour, who is Hopper from Stranger Things, which, oh, such good casting, and such amazing casting for the rest of the characters, too, like, it, it's, I, I would hold it up with, um, everything, everywhere, all at once, in terms of, like, wow. the strength of that cast. Good um, lord. Not necessarily in terms of story, but in terms of how well that movie is cast. Like, I, f- I felt like every decision was, was really great. Um, like, like John Leguizamo as a bad guy, as, like, a really bad guy that hates Christmas. Just awesome. Um, definitely made that movie work. Um, there's a lot of creative fight sequences, and it also includes whimsical Home Alone traps that have uh, really gory results that just can't help but make you laugh because it's like so saw kind of too it like it um kind of like a saw. not not so much it 
it, it saw makes me feel different things like like dread yeah, and saw makes me feel bad i don't like saw this didn't make me feel dread it, it it made me laugh a lot because these two people that are getting gored up are trying to kill a child so the fact that the ch- and the child isn't even really trying to kill them just trying to prevent them from killing her um <laughs> So there, there, there's Rock kind on. of a comedic element to it. Um, it happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- it, that also is very Christmassy. And not only just because of Santa, but it plays with Santa lore. And uh, the, the way that they did the list, I think, is really cool. You can see that in the trailer. Uh, they play with the magic bag, uh, reindeer. There's talk of Mrs. Claus. It's um, also if... <laughs> I also laughed way too hard. There's a scene where there's a fight by a nativity scene, and somebody uh, definitely brains another person with baby Jesus. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so Katie, you're okay with braining someone with with fucking with baby Jesus, but heaven forbid there's a zombie Santa. Yeah. Sorry, right. that's my like line. It. Good reasoning. Good reasoning. Yeah. I'm into it. I just want to make sure the audience knows. It's not like the it's a it's a prop baby. It's not like a re- if it was a real baby, obviously that crosses a gigantic line for me. But oh, I know. I know. Uh, these Fucking... like uh th- and they weren't very like um the reason for the season. <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm trying to articulate that the nativity scene isn't. They don't look like people. It's not a it's, it's more blobular. Um, Got and it. so so there's a there's a psychological distance. Enough to get the joke across, but but not enough for it to be, like, too shocking for me. Bro, Harold and Kumar Christmas has, like, nuns all showering together naked in, like, the nun <laughs> shower room with, like, with like crosses as, like, pube designs and stuff. So, like, I'm, I'm not clutching my pearls here. I've, I've seen some shit. I was just mm-hmm. fucking, I'm just, like, curious about that. That's such a, that's such a, that's such a death sequence. Mm-hmm. Um... That's crazy, man. I, 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 should I see it? Because it sounds like I thought you said that you didn't like Santa not being Santa, and it sounds like he's murdering people. He is, but for a good cause to save a child. Copy he, that. Um, so it makes it okay. I'm liking it. Yeah, it. Um, I, I don't like when Santa is harming children, but when he's harming bad guys, Santa for justice. I'm all about. It's just good. I don't like good evil deal. Santa. Like I never no. saw Krampus for that same reason. Yeah, I'm not interested in Krampus. Um, they had a, they had Krampus on Santa Clauses on Disney Plus, which uh, was kind of funny. That show, I I dig that show. I think everybody should use their best judgment, but I'm having an okay time. Taylor, not as much. Mm-hmm. The um, I think the other the other obvious comp for this flick, and it's you've probably seen it because everybody saw it. I feel like, but Warm Bodies, right? Like this is oh, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I feel like Warm Bodies comes to mind. Uh, it's the Romeo and Juliet version of this movie. Um, no Christmas, but I think that would really hit the spot if you like this movie. It's kind of the exact same uh, vein. For sure, Sounds yeah. like an obvious one. I liked that movie. We watched it uh, in some English class. I watched that movie uh, <laughs> at one point uh, in the many English classes I took. And I was like, hey, better than I thought. Stands to reason. We definitely were going through a big zombie thing um, oh, yeah. a, a, a decade or so ago. Oh, yeah. I remember in high school it was like when Zombieland came out, like, there's my cat's food dropping out of the theater. <laughs> Is it almost done? All right. 
uh, <laughs> fucking hey. When um when we were in high school, it was like I remember Zombieland was for a second all anybody was talking about, and there was like that book, right? The like the zombie survival guide that I feel like everybody had. Mm-hmm. It was like so in vogue. It was like it was I I I'm okay with it. I I actually like where we're at now, where it's like a pleasant like hmm that's nice every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walking Dead has been around for forty five years. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. Dude, by the way, speaking of these classics, it's so fucking hard to get a copy of the Dawn, like, or to find a way to watch Dawn of the Dead, like mm. the one, like the the follow up. It's like, all right, I can pay fifty dollars for this DVD. At least when I was checking, it was crazy. Oh wow! I don't know. What, I'm telling you, there's like a weird distribution thing about it, and I don't, I couldn't find it streaming. Bizarre. Hmm. Night of the Living Dead, though, Criterion, go do it while they're doing a holiday discount, kids. All right. Anything else you wanna you wanna hit on before we get out of here? No, I think that's it for me. You gonna go see this in fucking L.A. on Friday? <laughs> oh, probably not. I'll probably because no. that's on Friday night, right? Yeah. It's it's my last week of work, and I think I'm probably going to sleep. <laughs> that's a good call. Yeah, we leave bright and early on Saturday and head back to Illinois. I'm gonna work from home for a little bit for the holiday. Ooh. Very nice. Go see my mom. Yeah, it's going to be great. So we'll see if we can find a way to squeeze in one more um, before I get out of here. If not, I'll take the mic along and we'll try to find a time before Christmas. I'd love to get three Christmassy episodes in. I don't know what we'll do. It's mm-hmm. up to you. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited. This is great. Glad to be back. Yeah, me too. This has been a lot of fun. Bum, 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 bum. That's our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for Bad Movie Brunch, I've been Luke. I've been Katie. All right. We'll see you next week. Have a holly, holly, jolly holiday.